home theatre, home cinema, what is it? This and more on this second episode of My Weekly Tech Vibe. Welcome everyone, my name is Chris and this is your podcast about how technology can improve our lives and create a better world. Today, I'm going to cover, is this home cinema? To me, it's about the experience of going to the movies, you know, big screen, big sound, hopefully comfortable seats, otherwise it's gold class. You know, let's, let's do a little checklist here, what does a cinema have? Well, obviously, it's got a big screen, and to get that big screen filled with a great big picture, you're gonna need a projector. Also, comfortable seats, awesome surround sound, lots of speakers, uh, light control. This is only just the tip of the iceberg, like noise attenuation panels, curtains, motorized masks, and lenses. A typical commercial theater which can house several hundred people typically costs a minimum of a few hundred thousand dollars, and something which most of us could only dream of reproducing in our homes. Maybe not on that scale, but you know what I mean. So let's just back up a little bit and break it down and discuss what does make home theater. Back in the 1950s, some enthusiasts decided that cramped seats and rude patrons were not for them, and in turn, they created their own home theaters. Kodak 8mm film was on the rise, and portable cameras and small projectors enabled prosumers to shoot edit and show the little movies to friends and family. These tended to be family vacations and or important milestones. Look at this wonderful ad from the 1950s. David and Ricky. Like most of us, they like to save the fun they have together in snapshots and of course in their own home movies. And what about you? Right now is the perfect time to start making your family movie stars because now your Kodak dealer is featuring new low prices on all brownie movie cameras. This awesome camera with some quality glass uh, was equivalent to today's money of about $260. Pretty good value, really. Like, you can do stuff for your mobile phones these days, but nonetheless, I reckon back then, that was a, that was a steal. For those working in the industry, they went to even greater lengths to fit out a room in their house as a screening room and showed actual general release films using 16 or 35mm reels and projectors. By the 1970s, several important changes occurred. Super 8 brought better quality to the market, quickly followed by several inventions which soiled the demise of film-based tech, namely VHS, Betamax and Laserdisc. Did you know it was 1978 when that first came out? Wow. Okay, back on topic. These new media formats brought about better quality and simpler connections to TV. So I think during this time, home theater as we know it diminished. And it was pursued by few. In 1982, at the Consumer Electronics Expo, CES, Chicago, Illinois, Peter Tribeman of NAD organized a demonstration in collaboration with Proton, ADS, Lucasfilms, and Dolby Labs, all of whom contributed the technologies to demonstrate what a home cinema would look and sound like. This demo with high quality video material and multi-channel surround sound was noted as being the starting point in what we now know as home theater today. In the 1980s, cathode ray tube projectors and reprojection systems grew in popularity due to this bigger picture that they could provide. Then by the 1990s, D 
DVDs and mainstream surround sound amps like manufacturers of Yamaha and Sony enabled most consumers to recreate home theatre with little to no expense than buying a TV and a few separate components. This is when I fell in love with home theatre. I started buying home theatre magazines, dreaming one day what would mine look like, what I have in it, and a bit of nostalgia here. One of my ex-girlfriends, who shall remain nameless, said I'll never be able to afford one of these, but guess what? This is now my second home theatre. So, where was I? Back to these Instagram posts and articles about home theatre. I'm looking for something that isn't your lounge room. Not your TV room, or whatever you call this. No, this is not home theatre. No, nor that. Nope, and definitely not this. No. Rather, this is. And this. And I present to you this. For me, it's about replicating, mimicking the whole movie-going experience. So, I want nice comfortable chairs, great sound, and a big screen. But that's the important bit. Let's just um, let's let's look into that last bit, that last bit just a little bit more. If you asked me several years ago what home theater is, I would have specified a projector in this lineup, and actually I still do. But to define it fairly, I think we have to appreciate that screen sizes on TVs are getting bigger, approaching home theater size projection screens. So let's start a conversation. Put your comments down below what you think is an appropriate size screen before you can start calling your setup a home theater. Is it 80 inches, 90 inches? Take a look at this. I know there are commercially available behemoths of screens of like 370 inches out there, but the biggest consumer TV you can buy right now in Australia is a Samsung Q9 88-inch TV at $26,000. Yeah, $26,000. And look how cute this thing is. It's so cute, it's so tiny. Okay, now let's contrast that with my home theater. My screen, which you're seeing here, is 110 inches in size. And side note, the screen projector combined price is only one-fifth of the Samsung Q9. But okay, okay, I'm getting off topic. What I'm trying to say here is, it doesn't necessarily matter if it's projection or a TV. What does matter is you've got a massive screen that's right for the size of the room, and again, you're trying to replicate a home theater. We're getting this. I'm getting this. I'm computing as I'm going. I'm getting this. Well, that concludes today's episode. Now, I know this isn't necessarily the right thing to do on a podcast, but this episode will be more than likely better if you watch it on YouTube. In this video, I've included footage and pictures from the 1950s onwards, and it's definitely a lot more inspiring to see where we've been and how far things have come along. Find me there by going to youtube.com slash so let's connect. Find me on Twitter at cvanderstock and use hashtag techvibe so that I can consider your question and comments for future episodes. You can also find me on Instagram, chris underscore vanderstock, and of course here on Anchor FM or wherever your favorite podcast service is. If you haven't already, please share this with your friends, subscribe, and consider leaving a review on iTunes or whoever your favorite podcast service is. My weekly tech vibe is produced by Chris Vanderstock with music by DJ Quads. Episodes are out every Wednesday and Friday. And until next time, stay techie.